What up, though? What up, though? What up, though, everybody? And welcome to the Retired Hood Rat Podcast. It is your host and your favorite Retired Hood Rat. It's your girl, comedian T. Barb, in the building. Let me give myself my own applause. (laughs) That's me. That's me. I'm T. Barb. And, of course, we have an amazing show for you as we do each and every Monday live on YouTube and Thursday on all platforms. So make sure you go find the Retired Hood Rap Podcast on Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, so you can stay tapped in with us. Today, we have two of America's funniest in the building. First, we got my homegirl all the way from Detroit by way of L.A., Keisha E., y'all. We also have the funny, the incredible, newly dubbed playwright actor, Kevin Johnson in the building. A thespian, if you will. Hi. There is. I'm real Hollywood now, you know what I'm saying? Even though I ain't been out there. I'm just a different guy now. I'm Broadway. That's what I should be. I'm Broadway. I'm Broadway right now. Okay, come through, SAG eligibility. We after it. You know what I'm saying? I'm about to get these checks. <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that. So, of course, today we have an interesting topic. I want to know um, from performers and maybe from our guests. So, don't forget if you're watching live on YouTube, you can leave your comments. We will tap in with you. Are entertainers more successful when they leave home? Why or why not? Let's get into it. We're going to talk about it. But, of course, you know, we start the show with our hood rap word of the day. That's my chance to be the Ayala of the ghetto. Because <laughs> I'm deep, y'all. I'm deep. And then also our hood rap player before we get into our guest. And today I really wanted to talk about the power of the mind. And why I say that is because I see so many people not feeling good about themselves or feeling down on themselves and wondering why nothing positive is happening to them. One of the reasons nothing positive is happening to people with negative mindsets is that you're putting that negative energy out into the air. So that's what you're getting back. Okay. I know it is hard to think positive. It is, it is extremely hard. It's hard for me to think positive, but I have to realize that what I put into the universe is what I get back. So the people that are doing well in their careers, the, you know, we ghetto. So let's talk about the rappers, right? (laughs) So everybody want a city girl this, or why did such and such make it? And the other person didn't make it, or why Kevin Hart, who he is, or why Tiffany Haddish, who she is, or why is Jerry Seinfeld, who he is? I'm pretty sure they all believe that that's what they were. So once you believe, I'm not talking about all the fake stuff. I'm not talking about maybe. I'm not talking about, uh, I'm talking about once you believe. Some people take it as arrogance. Some people just take it as confidence. Once you're confident in who you are and what you can accomplish, the universe will then reward you with what you feel and what you believe. So that's why it's so important for every day, all day, if it's something that you want to do, to set your mind to I can do it every day, even on a day where you don't feel that good. That's when you take a deep breath, you realign, and you go back after it. Because as long as you feel like you can't do it, it'll never be done. If you feel like, nah, I'm not supposed to have this type of husband or wife. Nah, I'm never going to get married. 
nah, I'm never going to make this money. Eh, I'll never get the promotion that I want at work. I'll never have great friends. Then guess what? You probably won't get the promotion. You probably will always be single chasing at the Ray Ray num. Because <laughs> Ray Ray ain't shit. <laughs> we know he ain't. Just based on the name. So if you meet somebody named Ray Ray, just leave immediately. I'm sorry. I'm hating on all the Ray Rays and Poo Poo's. <laughs> if it's Ray Ray and Poo Poo, get the fuck out. Double double name mean ain't shit. <laughs> pizza pizza. That's why little Caesars like Don't say Riri. Riri is good. A whole government. Oh, you be the guy. I met a guy. So he talking about West. West what? He talking about who you the feds. Obviously, you running from him. So I don't need you. But the point being is that you have to set your mindset to what you can do. And once you set your mind to that, the universe will respond. Now, I'm not talking about you just laying in the bed, eating four whoppers saying you want to be in shape. That ain't the way this shit work, okay? It's still faith without works is dead. But once you set your mind to something, you have to believe that it can happen. It's so many people I feel like they pray for things that they don't even believe going to happen. They just talking the talk. Uh, I think I'm going to get this, but they not sure. You're praying for something that you don't even think you should have. So why do you think the next person going to give you something you don't even think you should have? Or should you adjust your mind and say, this is for me. I'm meant to have this and watch how the universe responds. So the hood red word of the day, <laughs> believe in yourself and stop praying for things that you don't believe in. It's a waste of a prayer. You might as well, if you don't believe it, then you might as well just re-find you something else. <laughs> don't keep praying for that. Okay? And stop praying for stuff that ain't supposed to be for yours. Because you can't be praying for somebody to lead their husband or their wife. Right. That's not a good prayer. Oh, wow. People be doing that. She giving a message today, man. I didn't, I didn't know I was gonna get this. Oh, you ain't know I was pastor? I, I was associate pastor at a church of Joy Road. <laughs> I am here for it. I am here for it. No, and I'm I'm just being serious because at the end of the day, I meet so many people and they're like, oh, I want to do this, but I, I don't think I can. I hear this often. I see you do this. I could never do that. Well, the truth of the matter is if I can do it, you definitely could do it. There's nothing. And, and I don't because people read into things too much. When I say this, we all are special. But what I mean is that when I say there's nothing special about this person that makes you not special, I'm probably saying that wrong as hell. That's where the hood rat part come in. Um, I'm saying that wrong as hell. Yeah, she get it. Okay, so if I get 50% of the people. I see where you're going. Yeah, I'm going. Well, yeah. If this person can do it, you can too. If, if. The only difference is they believe that they could and you believe that you can't. So as long as you believe that you can't, you won't. So make sure that you believe in you. <laughs> okay, let me give myself some air horns. Let me tell you. Everybody in the same 24 hours, man. What you going to do with it? What you going to do with it? And Ronnie said, I overused. Shout out to Ronnie Chanel, comedian in Detroit. She said, I overused the sound effects. So <laughs> what up, she said, I shouldn't be engineering my own show because I overused. She said I was using the wrong stuff. So it does happen. So listen, if you hear the wrong sound effect, guess don't be like nothing. Okay, because they just come out. 
That's how it happened. <laughs> and that was our word of the day. It is time for our hood rap prayer before we get into our amazing guests that we have for this next hour. Listen, the prayer is not about Jehovah, Jesus, Hishnu, the, the, that cow, that cow. It's not even about that cow because in India they love that cow. It is about, because I, <laughs> I don't eat cows neither. It is about just putting out some positivity into the universe, okay? I'm going to say God, but if you want to say you, because it's five percenters that pray to themselves, that is fine. And it, bow your head. But if you driving, do not bow your head because insurance had Michigan, and I don't want nobody to say that they crashed their car because they was listening to this podcast. Okay, so bow. We're going to bow our head. Jesus. Thank you, God, today for bringing us an amazing day. We are thankful and because we understand through gratitude, that's what makes things happen. God, I just ask that you touch someone's heart and give them the confidence, give them the know-all, give them the knowledge to accomplish the goals that they want. Give somebody, give somebody a heart full of courage so that they may accomplish their goals and do what they need to do. God, we know that it's hard out here, but we know if we lean to you, that you will make things happen, God. So I just ask that someone who is listening, who may be down, someone who is listening, who may not feel good about themselves, someone who is listening, who is in a rut, who needs that extra boost, that you just put it in their heart, that they can do it, they shall do it. Let them know that they are special and they can accomplish anything that you put in their mind, because that's the reason that you put it in their mind, because you believe that they can accomplish it so let's let them believe in your name we pray amen listen listen to that hold on give it that was the wrong one that's the wrong that's what it is shout out to james sullivan who is leaving all type of comments that don't mean nothing but they left a bunch of them so we appreciate you it is time for our guests so uh we'll go with ladies first so we have miss keisha e in the building (laughs) so keisha tell the people who you is and something about you um i am actually i'm originally from detroit i will always be forever from detroit um so people, when you've been there for so long, they like, oh, you from LA? Like, no, I'm like, I'm from Detroit. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's it. I'm actually just going to be in. <laughs> <laughs> we'll get more off into it. I'm an engineer, but. You was a little engineer, so you was getting that nice little bag. Yeah, my parents are still very excited about that. But here I am, so. Yeah, that's. that's what kind of I'm engineer? Oh, you was yeah. getting the real money. I was originally in school for that, and I decided to move. I moved to LA, maybe like 10, 11 years, started acting. Um, somebody dared me to do comedy. And I'm the type of person, if you dare me to do something where I won't get pregnant or die, it's like, why not? <laughs> so I did it, and then it just became a thing. I've been doing comedy now for about five years. Um, yeah, commercial work. I've been in some shows, movies, um, comedy stuff. I just did the Netflix festival. Oh, hold on. Oh, oh, I got some got air horns too. for you. Well, today it's all about you, girl. It's all about you, girl. 
You know what I'm saying? You deserve them. You work hard for them. Ain't nothing wrong with that. So we gonna pass over to him. So obviously we know we get a hell of an introduction from this one. It is Kevin Johnson, also known as this Kev. I know we we transitioned out of that, but we yeah, want him to know the reference. Tell him a little bit about yourself, Mr. Johnson. Uh, well, uh, I also uh, am a born and raised Detroiter, Eastside. Uh, yeah, yeah, Eastside. You know what I'm saying? Off of there. I mean, 4824. You don't even know the streets, baby. You know what I'm saying? Don't worry about it. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I've been doing comedy now for ten years, so I, I am I'm super happy and super excited. Um, yeah, I got just uh, got in my first. I just got into the acting world. Uh, I did my first play. Uh, shout out to Danita Barney and um, the play called uh, A Dream for Mama. Um, Oh yeah, that's you know you know even black play man. It's a dream for mama. Mama, <laughs> you know I love you. Oh man, but it was it was, it was an amazing place, an amazing experience. You know what I'm saying? I mean, it, it kind of makes it like the acting world and you know stand up comedy together because she did it. They gave me enough freedom to you know bring my be myself and improv improvise. So you know it was it's, it was. It's been a blast, man. So, you know, I'm, I'm having a good time, man. I'm very excited. I, I do got a uh, show with Rodney coming up. Or am I doing shows now? We do that later on. Are we, you, whatever you want to do. Yeah, because Rodney said Rodney was on there. Man, we got a show uh, on Wednesday. Tomorrow. Is that tomorrow? Yeah, that's tomorrow. Okay, so make yeah, sure the people tomorrow. know listening on Thursday that it's the day before. Oh, yeah. <laughs> All right, if you, if you caught this on Thursday, then uh, <laughs> you, missed you missed out. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, me, uh, Rodney Snell, and Josh Allen, it's going to be a good time. We're going to. Make y'all laugh, crack y'all ribs, man. Come on out. It's a free show, too. Like, it's, it'd be some dope shows for free in Detroit. People just do not know. If you're not coming out to see this comedy, man, you ain't catching these laughs. Nothing wrong with you. You show me. And shout out to Miss Joyce in the house. She just left a comment. Hey, Joyce. We I see you. Okay, hold on. Let's give her some air horns. I don't... <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> Whatever, Kevin. Okay, so question, question, question. I know that we went over everything um, with you guys. So, Keisha, yeah. you were talking a little bit about transitioning to L.A. Mm -hmm. What made you move out to L.A.? Um, I originally moved to L.A. for acting. So, I was like, um, one, I was like, when I was younger, I used to always say I'm going to California. I think it's the way. I hate the cold weather. What? Like, I love Detroit, but, oh, I hate the weather. Like, I hate the weather. I used to ask my grandma parents all the time like i get it money goes, but why did y'all come y'all still here for And just like, and how long ago was that again? That was so I originally moved up there in 07, and then I stayed for like less than a year, right? Because I was like, oh, I'm working my field and I'm auditioning and act. And then I realized you can't do that, right? You can't work a nine to five and audition, audition during the day. You can't meet with agents during the day. Mm -hmm. You can't do nothing on your lunch break. The traffic is insane. So I ended up quitting my job and I was like, oh, it's hard being an artist, man. Like, yeah, I wasn't prepared. I was like, I was going to make my story up. 
I ain't got to do this. I'm going back to I'm going back home, right? So I came back home and then what was supposed to be for like maybe six months just kind of regrouped and figured out. I ended up staying for about like three years to 2011. But I knew I was like, I'm coming back. I was like, I just gotta figure out a better plan, I gotta save up some more money, I gotta really go hard because I was also kind of bullshit in LA. You first get to LA, yeah, you, yeah. Gotta, you gotta LA, you know? Yeah. You gotta LA, okay. Yeah, yeah. I'm at all the day parties. I'm like, fabulous, we talking about toxic? Oh, I'm in there. Like, <laughs> um, and so then, yeah, I came back. And so basically, I've been there since. Um, and I think I moved to LA in 2011. Uh, okay, and didn't come back this time. Give it up for that air horns, y'all. Air horns, y'all. <laughs> <laughs> So, Kev, you've uh, been in the game 10 years, you say, and your whole career has been in Detroit. Uh, well, no, no. Actually, when I started uh, comedy, I was on the west side of the state. I was in uh, Grand Rapids. Okay. And uh, started off with Sunday Night Funnies. I was there for like maybe three years. And, that, you know, uh, that's why I kind of learned more of the mainstream side of comedy. And it was like when I came back to Detroit, uh, you know, I, the first person <laughs> I went to uh, a room, Josh Adams was hosting on Six Mile. He was the first person I came back to the room with. And uh, that's, that's when I took that a real education in that it's a different style of comedy in, you know, in the urban settings, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So, uh, yeah, I mean, it was it was almost like a rebaptismal. <laughs> okay. Uh, I was like, I've been doing pretty good, you know, traveling and stuff like that with, uh, you know, with the other side of the comedy. But uh, we doing this stuff here. And I'm like, Huh? I'm funny. This is that. What did you say? Do it again. Do that part again. But no, 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 I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> and that don't work, man. There's some people who just want to hear you kind of really be yourself on stage and just kind of talk about random stuff. I mean, that's what, that's kind of what I've learned more just in the in in uh, urban settings, like being in Detroit more. And so you can do your material. And they don't mind. They'll listen to your material. They just want to hear you be funny. You be you, whoever you are, talk about whatever. Okay, so that so you said there was a difference between the urban and the mainstream. As far as from being an artist or a comedian, what would you say the difference is? Um, I would say on on the mainstream side, it's almost like they want to hear your your writing, your material. That's what they want to hear. That kind of entertainment. It's almost a mindset of you know, all right then. Uh, what, what is he going to say? But like, if you go to like a lot of the urban comedy spots, it's like you gotta say some kind of crazy stuff. That's <laughs> wild. You know, Mike Larry uh, was telling me it's like, man, you, I, I, I don't know if y'all know who Mike Larry is. But yeah, he was supposed to be on the show today. Oh, was he? Yeah. Oh, shout man. out to Mike Larry. Wasn't feeling well. Yeah. Oh, shout out to Mike Larry. He has, he has a comedy special coming up too on uh, July thirtieth. Mm-hmm. We gonna be in the building. But he, he was like, man, sometimes you just got to talk about crazy stuff, man. You got to talk about <laughs> jumping out the window with an omelet sliding on your face. So like, that's my like, glary impersonation. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, what? Yeah, he's laying some flip-flops at your head. I'm like, what? But he's very good at, you know, just talking about off-the-cuff stuff, I mean, off stuff and making it super funny. So, you know, I mean, you learn that side. I, mean, I, I, I figure... I go on both sides and get checks. I don't care. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. I chase a check wherever it is. And a lot of I mean, a lot of comedians, there's some comedians who, you know, do only urban stuff. And they just missing money on the other side. They, I think they intimidated. You can go ahead, Keisha. I was gonna say, I think urban uh rooms make you stronger. Niggas are fuck. Yeah. <laughs> okay. no. You go do some shit like like in LA, you go maybe like a flappers, or you'll get auto laughs. 
Um, I definitely agree. Um, and I think that a lot of black comics are intimidated by urban, I mean, by mainstream rooms, even though the thought is that it's easier. Would you all say that? I think some people, I realized this in the beginning, and um, I can't remember who it was, a comedian who told me, like, you got to do your shit. It don't matter who in that room. Right. I think that I was so worried about, are they going to understand? Are they going to get it? You know what I'm saying? Like, if I go in a room and it's full of white people, or, or one time I had this Asian lady come to me, the older Asian lady, I'm like, what are you doing? Oh my God, it's so funny that joke you said about juvenile. I was like, what? And yeah. and I think that the thought is like, oh, they're not going to understand my material. I got to break it down, or I got to, right. that kind of a thing. And that might be a reason why some people are intimidated. And I realized, like, no, you got to just do your shit. They're going to either come up to where you at, you know what I mean? They're going to understand, or if they don't, that's that's not your business. You know what I mean? That's for them to figure out. They can do with that shit like, right. Right. And uh, what up, though? Shout out to Anna Wilson, baby. That's my homeboy. Do all type of uh, DoorDash skits, all type of stuff. So y'all make sure y'all tap in with him. Go follow him. Got a million followers on TikTok already, so he don't need my help. But I'm still going to throw the shout out out there. You know what I'm saying? We just went viral uh, with a DoorDash video. But I think that it's the lack of understanding each other. So for whatever reason, we feel like, uh, mainstream rooms don't have the same issues that we do, but they do. Everybody knows a drug addict. Everybody eats food. Everybody dates somebody. Every, you know what I mean? Not so, all, not, not all the white people have the same lives. You know what I'm saying? There's some white people who live in Warren in the the damn trailer parks. There's some people who live in Bloomfield Hills. They all come in here to hear. Like, like I feel like it's more about your perspective. I mean, I don't. You don't have to agree with me, but you're gonna understand my perspective, yeah. and I'm gonna make it funny too. You know what I'm saying? So. It's almost it's a spoonful of sugar. It's almost like whether you agree or not, I'm gonna give you this with a spoonful of sugar to make you laugh about it. You know what I'm saying? And and one thing about it too, I think that's that's a um because I'm gonna ask y'all about this. Something my lawyer is always saying is that every culture has a strong point. So if you think about the Jewish culture, they're known for money, right? right. If you think about um, ages, sometimes they're known for martial arts or different roots <laughs> and healing. I'm for real, I, I, and I, I'm, I'm not gonna say I'm not gonna say Chinese. Because in my head, I'm doing I'm like math too, and I'm like, oh, I'm like nails. math too. I'm like. Nails, okay. <laughs> okay, agent off for nails. We ain't even because we don't get listen. I didn't say that on TikTok, but they they do do some hell of a nails and feet too. But each culture is just known for something, and I think with them, you know, they're creative. They they're creative. Black people are talented. We have a lot of creativity. That's the natural. We have natural athletic ability. And we always want to say eh, that we don't want to be known for that. But that's our strong suit. Right. So there's nothing wrong. So it seems like no matter what we do, entertainment-wise, we dominate. Yeah. How do you feel about that? Is that a stereotype that you want as an entertainer? Or do you think it's a stereotype that you'd rather not have? Especially you, Keisha, coming with the engineering background and still being an entertainer. That's a tough question. I'm kind of 50 50 because one, I feel like I don't necessarily like the stereotype of like, oh, black people can only be athletes or entertainers mm-hmm. to be successful, right? Um, 
And at the same time, I'm a-okay with the entertainers and athletes who are successful. Like, I think right. that that's still an industry, that's still a craft, that's still a profession that you have to master, that's still a talent that you own, and you still do your shit, you know what I mean? So, I'm kind of 50-50 on it, because it's like, black people aren't monolithic, we're not only entertainers. Yes, we're great entertainers, but there's other things we can do, too. So, I think that when we, when other people or other folks try to put us in this box of this is all they can do, or you see somebody that's successful and you're like, oh, is he, did he play basketball? Is he play football? Right. I don't like that idea, you know, but I also don't think it's a diss towards entertainers who are extremely talented and extremely successful at the same time. So I'm kind of in the middle on it. Like my feelings is kind of, because I've had things like, even just in my industry that I went to school for, I remember I had an, uh, in a, I'm going to say audition. <laughs> I had an interview. <laughs> crazy you say that because my cousin was an accountant she said it was boring and went back to school to be a lawyer yeah and so she's she's both um but kev i wonder from your perspective how do you feel because i know that you were working a, a nine to five and you quit that job to pursue your dreams so shout out to you let me give you a sound effect um i was gonna do that <laughs> that don't got nothing to do with it. So yeah, we're going to go with the applause. I'm with it, but... <laughs> yeah, I, feel, I feel like doing an 80s rock kick. Bro. <laughs> I don't know what's going on. Um, I mean, what was the question? Okay, the, 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 okay, you kind of had. You ain't bring me. You ain't bring me no edible. I don't want to hear about nobody being high. And I'm not high. But anyway, that sounds, delete that part. Um, question. You quit your job to right, be right. an entertainer. Okay. Um, let me make this a two-part. Would you suggest, because you both both of you guys actually did that, would you all suggest that a person quit their job to pursue entertainment and entertainment? And how has that been for you since uh, you quit your job? Well, it's, I guess it's like a, it's, it's part of our because I mean if you just especially if you just start doing a comedy and stuff like that, you probably don't have that passion for it yet. Because it becomes it it becomes kind of consuming. At least that's at least in my case, that's what happened. It was like before it was, I like doing this. You know, I made a little money here. You know, it was kind of like a hobby every once in a while. But then, it, like at some point, it became a desire where it's like, no, this is all I want to do. You know, and that's where, uh, like you said, you can, you you quit your job because it's like, all right, now now it's getting in the way of other opportunities. And I have I mean, it was another comedian who said something to a friend of mine. 
But you know, it kind of made it kind of made sense because um, I've, I've been working for T-Mobile for over a decade. You know what I'm saying? So who knows how many you know hundreds of thousands of dollars to help them make. And then a, a comedian was like, "Well, you know, what, what, how much do you think you would make if you put those same forty dollars into yourself every week?" And then I, that kind of made sense because then you start looking at all right. After T-Mobile, after after you go to your work, work those forty hours, and now you could hit a comedy club. But how much time have you spent writing? How many times? How much time have you spent posting everything up on social media? You know what I'm saying? Making yourself up, making those connections, networking. And if you're working forty hours every week for this place, you can't really get on the road. Yeah. To do it. So I mean, I would say it's based upon your passion. Once you get to that point where it's like now nah, you you want to do this and you're sure at that point, yeah, then you better bet on yourself. You know, but um until then no, keep, keep your job because you got bills. You don't want to be homeless and then not really into doing comedy. That's that doesn't make sense. So yeah, um it's I mean it's it's, it's it starts off as a struggle. <laughs> it starts yeah. off as a yeah. struggle, man. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, I mean like I said, I mean, this is this is a, something that I feel like with comedy. When I first started, I did comedy all the time for free. Eventually, all the time. All the time for free. Eventually, I'm going to get paid more than I would ever dream to do the same thing I was doing for free. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, I mean, you don't if you're going to do it, don't really worry about the money. Worry about perfecting your craft and all that stuff will come. That's kind of cliche. I know everybody kind of says that, but yeah. you know. You gotta tell yourself shit to get through that first. <laughs> Hold on, let me help you. Let me help you. Tell ourselves. <laughs> that's how scary it is. When I was, that's, how, that's what I heard when I walked out that day on T-Mobile. It was my heart in my chest. I mean, we've all quit. I mean, and if you think about it, this is a panel that's experts because I quit my job. Keisha quit hers, and Kev quit his. Keisha, what would you say about? The quitting your job part. At um, what point should an entertainer quit their job? I think my whole thing is have a plan. You know, like if you, it has to make sense at the point. Like you don't just say, oh, "I want to be a comedian, I want to be an actress, and I quit my job." Like, no, you quit your job when I believe when it gets in the way of your craft, and whether that is you are too tired, or whether that is I remember I ended up. It's so crazy because I was like, I'm gonna quit this job and I just wouldn't quit it. I was in LA, right? This is after I worked on my field, so I was just working on a bullshit job, right? But it was good hours where for the most part I could still audition. And I was like, I'm gonna quit, I'm gonna quit, and I just wouldn't do it. And then I was on a final for attendance and I had a commercial and it always ended up working. I have one late day where I went in at like two thirty to eight and the other days was like five in the morning to eleven. So I got mm-hmm. off early enough where I could do anything. Right. It always worked out with my auditions. If I had a later audition, it was on a day I got off early. If I had an early audition, it was on a day I went in late. So this particular time, I was on final for attendance. I had the audition. It was for Google. I was like, who wants the audition? So I came to work late. My manager was like, eh. <laughs> 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 I had the nerve. <laughs> Audacity, the Caucasity, okay. Oh, the next two days later, I got a call back for the commercial, and then I ended up coming. To, I called in to work all together because the call back was like, no, I think I left work early. It was at like ten o'clock, so I went in at five a.m. I left work early. Then I booked the commercial, and I called in, right? And so I still showed up for work the next day. Like, he's like, can we talk to you in the office? <laughs> and here's the thing: the week before, I was in church. No, 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 we got. So then I, I go in the office, I turn my badge in. 
And they like the white lady comes scared. She think I'm be alright. And I'm like gladly giving her the best. I'm texting motherfuckers like, who already who up? <laughs> right, right. right? Because I felt like I needed to do that, and that was a weight that was needed to come off of me. And then I was in church the next week. My pastor was like, I had tuned out for it. I ain't gonna hold y'all. <laughs> but I heard, I came back too when I heard, like, you know, basically some of y'all standing in the way of your own plan. And he was like, Some of y'all, God told you to quit that job, but you want to do it, so he's going to fire you. And I was like, Oh, shit, that's specific, right? Yeah. So I think that once it stands in the way, like, now I can't audition or I can't take this call back or I can't go book this commercial, which is going to make me $35,000 for doing two hours of work versus working a day here, then I got to let this job go. So I think definitely have a plan. I think if you know you want to do comedy acting anything in entertainment save your money um start doing that now um and yeah i think it's, it's when it when it makes sense if you feel like the time is right let anybody push you into it but also don't hold yourself back i see so many people who are talented that they are so scared to let go of that kind of life because it's in a sense a security blanket it is. in a it sense because yeah. you can get let go of marrying time right but it's the security blanket but you gotta you gotta step out on that faith and you gotta take risk and I, literally i, I you know, it sounds cliche, but no risk, no reward. In this industry, you have to take that risk. Like, so I encourage, you know, everybody, but but do it when it makes sense and do it when it's, you know, you don't want to step out there and then you're struggling because now you got to get on set to be funny and you, shit, I don't know, I'm paying my rent this month. You, you hungry. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. So, you know, do it when it makes And some stuff you can, you know, comedy is at night, so you can kind of still work your day job. You know what I mean? Again, you're going to be putting in a lot of hours and tired, but it may not necessarily interfere right away. So make those connections, you know, get to the point where it's like, okay, I can let this job go and I can still survive. And yeah, it's going to be a struggle in the beginning, but you can still survive. And then it's going to get better. Like, that's the thing. You get past that little stage, it's going to be better. The so, okay, here we go. So, Kev, you quit your job. You're doing comedy. Struggle moment. Give us a struggle moment. Struggle moment? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what was the day when you was like, you know what? What am I doing today? I, this 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 happens only when you're struggling. Like <laughs> you, you rubbed your app. He rubbed his ass, y'all. Everyone knows you broke if your Netflix get cut off. Like that's I mean y'all. <laughs> that's what that's what I'm saying. So when you have when you give me your account, you got all these five oh, people. Other people on your shit no, yeah, people using my oh. account. They would have been chat talking about No, they didn't call me at all the last two years. You ain't got $15.99? Like, you ain't got $15.99. Like, Damn, so that was a real struggle moment. I got to give you something for that. Hold on, this is what you were saying. Every, everyone knows they're like, damn, Kev doing that. If your you Netflix get cut off, <laughs> hold on, listen, y'all. If the Netflix get cut off, not the net yeah. to the flicks. Yeah, man. I'm saying that. And shout out to Danny Redwine, my homegirl, because I'm on her Netflix account. It's real quick, funny segue. I never made, I feel like it's rude to make your own profile on somebody else's Netflix oh, account. Not only do I have my own profile, I saw somebody else had a profile. I said, I'm a real 
my niece makes her own profile on it though so i don't have one so i'm watching danny or her son tj or sophia who is only for kids so interesting <laughs> segue. i you like shit? what you been over there watching with that bitch? <laughs> oh y'all right <laughs> she weak as hell she watching good girls <laughs> <laughs> that's funny okay keisha struggle moment where you was like you know what the first time when i went out there when i decided to come back i couldn't get some cold stone one day i was like well, listen <laughs> to my cold stone now, it's time to go i can't be I'm a grown woman i can't go like and then i think let's see when i came back let me think struggle moment well, you know, people doing good. This has been taking some real deep thought for y'all. Y'all like, um, we blessed, you know. What I'm you like, because um. <laughs> I feel like I didn't have any super. Like when I came back, that's when I was like, oh, I know this is real. This is what I'm supposed to be doing anyway. Because I feel like I didn't have any super struggle moments. Like it wasn't like, oh, I'm balling by no means. But I was like, oh, shit, I can do everything. You know, I can do right, right. It was one month though. I did not have my rent, right? I had my rent. And I was like, I don't know. That's not my contradiction after what I just said. Yeah, it's okay. It's okay. You were, but, right. She had bought a and double school. Really For some reason, I wasn't really stressed, right? And I was like, oh, how am I going to pay this rent? And I had booked this uh, Bank of America um, print job. And I had never done a print job before. So when you do like a commercial or TV film, whatever, you if it's non union, you might not get a check for a month, a month and a half, two months. If it's union, they have like two weeks to pay you, right? I didn't know print. Them niggas handed me a check when I walked off set. And the check was like, I want to say that print job might have been like $2,000 or something like that. We like so it. it was like, <laughs> this was like the night of, this is the third. About the fourth, you're going to get notice in here, though. This was the third. I was like, look at God. Went straight to the deposit from my phone, went and wrote my little check out, dropped it in the box. Like, 1159 I'm still good. You say doop doop cold stone. I'm on the way. <laughs> a little double scoop today. That's what's up. And, and I think that that's so pivotal because you're gonna struggle, like you said. Because I'm gonna tell you, my car got the clamp at dinner, and I was embarrassed. I had a couple more cars I could use, but I cashed out my 401k when I left my job. The money was coming at midnight. It was like 1142. Uh -huh. So I told her, hold on, let me look for some cards. So I'm looking, because you know, like with the state, one thing I will say about the state of Michigan, shout out to Big Gretch, is that if you're supposed to get paid on Friday, you usually be having the money on Thursday. So I'm waiting, I'm waiting. I'm like, God, because my homegirl's like, you got like, I can pay for a burrito. I got some burrito. You be mad, you get mad at everybody else. You be like, they're like, we got you. I said I could get my old damn burrito. And sure enough, 1202 went through. So I was feeling good. <laughs> we going to sit here for another right. 22 it's a, it's a minutes. minutes. I need some more chips. Some more chips while you waiting, boo. I'm looking for the car. Girl, I'm fumbling. I'm sweating. I'm looking like, please, anybody. But it worked out. So I was thankful. Numb your home. Okay, so <laughs> we you are listening to the Retire Hood Rap Podcast live on Detroit is different. Make sure you tap in with Detroit is different. Follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, and make sure you go to Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music, and look for Detroit is different. Retire Hood Rap Podcast like that, and you can listen 
or watch rather every Monday live on YouTube, Comedian T-Barb. And don't forget on Thursdays is when the new episodes drop. So go listen to all of our previous episodes as well as our new episode right here. And if you want to keep up with me, you can go to my website, www.tbarbisfunny.com and see where I'm going to be at, what's going on. If you want to advertise with us, tbarbentertainment at gmail.com. Thank you to Loving in Our Purpose Home Health Agency, one of our major sponsors, as well as Alkiba Lime Village. It takes a village, y'all. <laughs> That's what they said. I'm like a crackhead that don't do crack. I'm over here. I'm over there. I'm selling hot dogs. Now, question, question. We are in studio with Kevin Johnson. Let me give you some stuff. Okay, that one don't work. Right. Thank you. And Keisha, <laughs> look, look, she got a good one. I don't got gunshots. <laughs> That's close to gunshots. That's somebody's car alarm going off. They just got broken too. <laughs> In the studio. And we are talking about entertainment with the do's and don'ts. Question. Somebody keeps saying, listen, shout out to everybody live on TikTok. DD Dot keep talking about hot dog time. So they making fun of my new little video I just made. Oh, yeah. Segway, right? Real quick, you know, I love to segue because I got that ADD so bad. So I just did a hot dog event this morning. Shout out to the SEIU union. They had me every year. My worker could not work, so me and my son did the job. Okay. I have never been recognized as much as I was today. That's amazing. It's no, no, it's not amazing because why when I'm looking cute, walking around, oh. walking around, don't nobody know it's T-Barb. The minute I'm greasy, how, what you want on your hot dog? You want onions, relish? Is that you, T-Barb? No, bitch. It's, I'm, it's delicious dogs, lady. No. They are like, that's you? You sell hot dogs too? Yes, yes. Would you like a, now would you like a cheeseburger? <laughs> Do you want a cheeseburger and not get on my line? So thank you to everybody who recognized me today. But listen, when you see me, I'm doing something flat, like grab with the top off the car and all that. Say that's T-Barb, okay? The same way you did today when I was serving your ass like a fast food worker, okay? Because I do serve fast food. Moving on. Had to segue that. So, and we'll start with you, Kev, because you here and Keisha is in California. Do people need to leave their hometown to make it? Which me, I guess if your goals to be a, a traveling comic, yeah, you gotta, you can't just do it in your in your place. You gotta build your fan base and build some networks up in. Like there's, I mean, when you start to traveling, people that you've done and people that you've done shows with, you know, five years ago, they may start having their shows in a couple years. So now you got a place that you built with this networking that you can come back to in a couple of years and perform with. Uh, my my homegirl Latoya Tanil down in Memphis, she has her own comedy club now. You know what I'm saying? The first black-owned comedy club in Memphis. That's so, what's up. We got to give her something. Shout out to Latoya Tanita down there, man. I'm, I'm going to be able to go down there and perform there. So, yeah, you got to get out there and start making your ways. You can't... I mean, it's, it's, and plus, people really have their kind of favorites in the city. You know what I'm saying? I mean, you, you, you want to get out and represent for your city. That's, that's all you got to uh, do. So that's what I was saying. No, I mean, move. A uh, move? I don't necessarily say you have to move. Now, of course, you know, you, like if you go out to LA or New York, where those, I mean, maybe, maybe Chicago too. I don't know. But, uh, you know, those are places where 
I mean, it's high volume comics, stuff like that. So you know, if you if you want to go out to that type of jungle and fight there, that's fine. But no, you can start going just to other cities and build your shows right then. Tony, uh, Tony Roney kind of told me he was like, you could just find yourself thirteen places that'll book you once a season, and then you will have you'll be working for all fifty-two weekends. You don't have to, you know. I gotta go out to New York to make it. All you gotta do is go out and roll beef for the year. All right, then they'll bring me back to feature this weekend. All right, then next, next time they're gonna bring me back to headline. You know what I'm saying? Go out there and do your work. I mean, bet on yourself. That's I honestly feel like bet on yourself. Now, whether you want to go out there, you know, to other you know other places and stay there, that's fine. Because I'm not, I'm gonna keep name dropping my people. I, I love my people, man. <laughs> Shout out to me, my homegirl uh, Genevieve and uh, Marcus Olin. You know who's on uh, getting off season one with me? Yeah. Run. I mean, they out in Austin right now are killing it, you know, in front of the, you know, the Joe Rogan and Kill Tony and stuff like that. You have to, anywhere you go, just bet on yourself. And shout out to, let me see, Boss Lady 105 says no. What do you think, Keisha, especially since you already about this joint? <laughs> um, I don't think that you necessarily have to be in order to make it. I don't think that that's like, hey, you don't need to say you have to make it. I do think that if you go to certain places, such as like in LA or New York, then you do give yourself more opportunities. So like if I do, like I, I did three shows since I've been here, right? Great shows, amazing shows, I love my city, best shows ever. Um, however, if I do three shows in LA, the people that are in the crowd and the audience in LA are not necessarily here. So I do a show in LA and it's a casting director from Insecure, like, oh shit, I wanna bring her in audition, right? right. And it, this literally happened, right? Mm -hmm. Or I did a show, or even just things like the Netflix Festival. Like, that was a good look where I was able to be seen by a lot of people, and I got mm -hmm. the opportunity because I'm an L.A. comic, if you will. People there know me. Um, so I do think that also, um, lay it I on out there. I think, <laughs> no, no, I, I think that, right way to say it. No, because no, no, I don't think you have to leave by no means. I think if you're great at what you do, I do think this. I think that if you're in another city outside of LA, Chicago, or like a Chicago, New York, and we all, the goal is to be great. Let's mm -hmm. all be honest, mm -hmm. right? I think you have to be really fucking great. And I think you can be in LA and still be working towards being really fucking great, but still get opportunities and still mm -hmm. get noticed. I think also it depends on your goal. So like, I love comedy, but I also, I act, right? And so I want to have like my own sitcom. I want to do comedic acting as well. So. When I'm in LA, I'm in a position again to be seen by cast directors, executive right. producers. You know what I mean? I do a show at Laugh Factory and Kevin Hart pops in. So right then and there, that can be an opportunity. You know right. what I mean? Mm -hmm. Or I do like I did a I was in Tyler Perry's movie and so he comes sometimes to classes, just sit in. He'll be sitting in the back, not saying shit, just watch it. You know what I mean? A lot of cast directors do that, a lot of agents do that. And I think that because then that takes the bulk of the work off of you getting an agent and getting a manager who is in LA or New York and really in the middle of the industry and the business. And so they can guide you and they can kind of put you in rooms that I wouldn't necessarily never put myself in if I stay in Detroit. Mm -hmm. So I don't think that's like, shout out to Comedian CP, that's my dog, I love CP. And I remember watching him do like his videos here, right? Mm -hmm. And so now CP's in LA and I'm seeing the trajectory, like how his shit is taking off, not right. because LA made him better by no means. He was funny as fuck in Detroit. But now he's in a round of several people who are in a position to then mm. 
I don't want to say that they're elevating his career, but you get what I'm saying? Like, no, 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 absolutely. He's one of the best fucking talent agencies in LA. So the opportunity that they're going to be able to plug him to are opportunities that he would not have necessarily been able to grab hold of until it, it's, it's almost like this. In another city, I think you have to almost wait for somebody to get hip to you in a sense. Right. Versus if you're in LA, I put myself in front of you. You ain't got mm-hmm. no who fucking shit. But when you come to the improv tonight, you're going to end up finding out who she is. That kind of a thing. So I think, you know, and it may help to make make it come along faster in a sense, if you will. But I don't think that you have to leave um, by no means. I also think it depends on what your goal is, you know. So that's my take on it. That was a very good take, I think, because I don't think I've ever. So. I'm 50 50. I'm 50 50. Not necessarily with comedy, but with acting also, the caliber of training that you get in LA versus Detroit. Like when I was here, they took my goddamn money. I went to Don Casablanca. Took my money, okay? I still want my money back, Don Casablanca. They they weren't teaching me shit. What is that? Acting class? I think, yeah, it's like in, I think, Canton, I want to say. Okay. When I got to LA, my first acting coach, shout out to Tasha Smith, Tisa. Oh, I want to take her class. I love Tasha. I didn't. I remember. Oh, this was a struggle. I didn't have money for class. I just disappeared. She hit me one day like, "Where you? Where you been? I ain't seen you in a while." And I didn't want to say it. And I was just like, "Oh, I'm just, you know, getting some things together." Da da da. We talked for a little bit. She was like, "I see you on Tuesday." I was like, "No." Nah. She's like, "I see you Tuesday." I was like, "Oh no, I probably won't be back in class for maybe like a month or so." She was like, "Why?" I was like, "Well, right now I'm trying to just get everything settled. I don't have the money." She's like, "Did I mention money? I'll see you on Tuesday." So I get to class Tuesday and I'm talking to her and I was like, well, okay, this class, you know, this month, or she was like, did I give you a time, how long, however long you need this, because she's like, I see something in you and I believe in you, and I've been you. She's like, I used to sleep on day, she put us four, you know what I mean? So don't worry about the money, you come to class, right? And she's like, there's so many people I let go home. I can't help everybody, I can't coach everybody for free, but, so anyway, um, I say this to say, when I got there, <laughs> I remember the agent, and I was like, what is this? So like really take off my resume and work on my staff. Okay, those was the two main things. Okay. And I didn't want to do it. He was like, You like you like having the mustache? I just I just want to be me. Yeah. But the caliber of training that you can get when you go there and you go to like Ivana Chubbick or you go to a Leslie Khan or you go there and you go to uh his name, gosh, uh Really, really, really great acting coach coaches like everybody, Halle Berry, all the people. Um, it gives you just a better. You're able to get. You're able to get a better, a, a better caliber of training. I'll say. Right. Um, so, and that's just with acting. With comedy is not different. They have comedy classes and stuff. I think with comedy is like. I don't know that I didn't take classes in a sense. I know that there are classes today, but I'll just say that that like that's a benefit of. Now it's funny you said that because first off, we were looking at Tasha Smith's class. I know she has a um she has these three teachers now that because we went on her site and she has some virtual stuff, I guess, due to pandemic, or you can come in. And I was out specifically her class because with one of the um I went to Las Palmas. So a friend of mine, Mike Larson, who's a Hollywood writer. This right before the pandemic set up uh, a meeting with these casting directors. Mm-hmm. Trust me, I was like, oh, I am just not ready for this, right? So I come in the first day with all this extra, you know, black girl glamour artistry. And they're like, well, we like it a little more plain yeah. because we want to envision you as the character we want, not, you know, because I'm thinking, oh. you know, the more shit, the better. Right. So the next day I come back 
because I met with one cast director. He set up for two different ones, only because he's won an Emmy and all this stuff, whatever, right? So I go back the next time, much more toned down. Um, but I realized I didn't know anything about going into a real studio. And luckily, it wasn't like a general casting call. He just, they didn't even have a role for me. He just wanted them to meet me, right? They in their personal close friends. So that was so helpful. And one of them suggested, first off, for the networking, that you get into these classes because these are working actors. Then, like you said, Tasha Smith, whoever the coaches knows you, it just gives you a few more people to know because sometimes it's saying who you know and also it's, just you need to train it. And I like it so much who you know. So that's another thing where you have an opportunity then to be around. And, and that doesn't mean be proud. I don't mean hop on somebody's train and nothing like that. But if you organically meet somebody, you know, I was at the fucking grocery store and met my ex. And we get to have a conversation. Mm. He's like, here my number, whatever. I was at the dime and met Deion Cole. And he's like, you know what I mean? So if you organically meet people who are like willing and wanting to help, um, you're, but you're in that place where that happens. I'm not going to meet Dion Cole at Coney Island, right? Mm -mm. Okay, you going to meet Dion and Cole. You're going to meet Dion and Cole, but it won't be Dion Cole. You know, be in that space because there's so much of who you, are, who you know. Networking is, is so important. And then, like you were saying, when I got out there, I didn't know anything. I didn't go to the theater, right? But I ended up, when I when I first quit my first job, number job I told you I got fired from, that was in the field, actually. <laughs> <laughs> and, I start, and I started working as a background actor on ER, right? And Angela Bassett was on this season. And so I was literally handing her a scalpel, right? I was literally just, I was always positioning myself like, oh, yeah. But I learned so much just from watching her. And she would come to class sometimes because Tasha was working at the time and why did I get married? So she'd have guest um, coach come in. And one time it was Angela Bassett. So it was like, wow. I'm going to get trained from right. and, you know what I mean? And like, Angela just going to walk in. The highest yeah, paid so, black actress. Yeah. <laughs> I learned so much just from being on set. You know, I didn't have no lines. I was literally back on. Sometimes I was a patient in the bed fucking who yeah. calls y'all at Casablanca? Right. Who right. Hold on, hold on, hold on. We don't have no shots for him, but guess what we got? A drum beat. Uh, 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 uh. <laughs> I learned so much because I realized I didn't know what back to London. I didn't know what, you know, on a bell mean. I don't know what, I don't know what any of these things mean because I kind of didn't in that atmosphere. So even though I had no lines, I was able to learn and take in so mm. much just from being like on set. So I think that there are benefits. I don't think you have to by no means. Um, and again, everybody's situation is different. You might have family here, and that might not be ideal for you, or you just may not want, you know, to move. Um, but I do think that there are some benefits to it. I'll say that. And I think it depends. What we just learned from you is it really depends on your goal and what yeah. you want to do. Because some people, you know, what I tell people about success, everybody is not going to be. Uh, what's my favorite one? Steve Carell. Everybody's not going to be Steve. Everybody's not going to be yeah. Kevin. Everybody's not going to. Yeah. Some people are going to be successful in that they can make the same money they would have made at their job doing what they love. That's yeah. why I tell yeah. people. Mm -hmm. And they're happy because, you know, I was happy as a social worker, but, you know, it's one of those things that drains you. Being protective yeah. service and foster care, and it's draining you. I'm watching my back. You know, you be taking people kids. You don't know what's going to happen. Even though I've never, and I, I stand by that, I've never taken anybody's kids. I didn't absolutely have to. Like, I've really risked my career where I'll be looking at the news like, I hope that ain't my family, you know, type of thing. Um, But it does. It depends on your end game. And if you want a certain outcome, you have to put yourself in the best position. What you think, Kev? 
stay there either because I'm really at a point where I'm getting ready to leave LA. Like I'm like, ah, where you gonna move? But I'm not sure yet. Okay. I was thinking Texas, um, but I know I was having a conversation with one of my homeboys who lives in North Carolina, and he's like, yeah, I just built a five bedroom house, X, Y, and Z. He's like, I come to LA when I need to come to LA, but he still has those connections there. So it's mm-hmm. like good to kind of be there, get in that mix, and then you don't have to necessarily stay there because cost of living is high as hell. Um, and then he comes in when he needs to come in. He got enough connections where he can still be there and still get the phone calls that he needs to get. And he's like, he does a lot of college tours anyway or college shows and, you know, good money and doing college shows too. So it's just really... You know, but you've been there you. to meet, like you said, to meet the people, to make the connections, and to and to establish yourself. Kev, what would you say? Um, what was the question again? <laughs> 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 like, like, uh, like, uh, man, I, 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 I Okay. No, we were talking. I know earlier you had went off into going somewhere else. Okay, let me ask you this. Do you see yourself moving to another city to further your career? If I, if I have to, uh, once again, I, my goal is to be more of a writer, which you can write, you know, from anywhere. I mean, of course, there are, you know, I've seen opportunities, other opportunities, like I said, in Chicago, LA, Atlanta is another one. Yeah, everyone, everyone goes to Atlanta, New York. But um, yeah, I mean, I wouldn't, I wouldn't, I don't think I need to leave for what I want to do, like I said, in my goal. Um, once again, like I said, if I could just make sure, I think what you said there is, for me, if I could live the life that I wanted to live with doing what I do, then I've got, I made it. I don't have to be uh, a Netflix uh, comic where everyone sees me. Like I said, if I can get 13 clubs that'll you know pay me every time I want to come out there, not do sets, or 13 to 26 clubs, and just do weekends there, I know I'll be working, I'll have my Monday through Friday, Monday through Thursday, pretty much. I, I will happily do that. Just travel doing that, and I'm good with that. It's smoking weed. <laughs> As long as we can smoke weed. You guys are tuned in to the Retired Hood Rap Podcast on Detroit is Different with your girl, Comedian T-Barb. Make sure you tune in live every other Monday on YouTube, Comedian T-Barb. You can also hear us on all platforms each and every Thursday, well, every other Thursday. Spotify, Google Play, Apple Music. Don't forget if you want to advertise with us, T-Barb Entertainment at gmail.com. Or you can go over to my website, www.com. Tbarbisfunny.com. The time be going so fast. The time be going so fast. Kev, where are you gonna be next? How can they follow you? How can they find you? And uh, real quick, Sonic Soul Lounge said, "Great show and topic." Hashtag Motor City Rock Star. And shout out to Kari Fraser, the owner and CEO of Detroit's Different, oh, who says T-Barb always giving game. Uh, so uh, today is Thursday. So uh, today I'll be at the. <laughs> <laughs> you so smart. Hammer and Nail uh, downtown of uh, Woodward. Um, and then uh, tomorrow I will be, on Friday, that is, uh, <laughs> I'll be at the Independent uh, Theater uh, in uh, Hamtramck. And uh, you can follow me on Instagram, uh, TikTok, Twitter, Snapchat, all the same thing. It's Kev, I T S K E E B B B. That's one K, two E's, three B. Okay, we'll have to, okay, we'll ask you that another time. We ain't got no time because I want to know how you came up with that mixture. And Keisha E, what you got coming up? How can they watch you, support you, and follow you? Of course. Um, so I am finishing up the My Edible Kickstand tour. We have, I think, three more days left. Um, you can go to my page. I have all the information there. I'll be back in L.A. In the meantime, doing shows. Um, I'll be at the Soho House on the 
I don't know the date, so I'm not gonna lie to y'all right now. But if you go to my page, I literally post everything. I also be doing future distance, which is live streams. You can watch that from anywhere on the 26th. And that's you, Barb. Just uh, killed it, future distance. I did it. <laughs> um, and then yeah, everything I post normally on my page, it's Keisha.e. I T S K E Y S H A. E. I do have my um, series that I just finished shooting, Keys to the City. <laughs> You get some air forms for that girl. Come on. Um, it's a comedic series loosely based on my life, uh, which hopefully should be out very soon. I have a fucking editor. Um, but a few familiar faces in it. Comedian CP is in it. Michael Collier is in it. Uh, PC Kingsley is in it. Is that my watch? Um, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, and then also my season two of Black Rod Railway, which is on Kevin Stage streaming app, that will be out probably in October. But again, I post everything. Ah, that's that black girl magic. And look at you get all your rope. What you say? She said, th- hold on, here we go. So here we go. Oh no, that was the wrong one. Right, was, I didn't mean to yeah, do that, that was one. A tomato, not a I was trying to do a little, you know, a little dance. Everybody dance for Keisha. Now you gotta now you gotta dance care with the beat. Here we go. Oh, oh, we dancing. Uh-oh, auntie, uh, auntie. Right, right. Uh, auntie. Uh. <laughs> and you know me, this is my auntie dance. I'm with the snake and roll back. You gotta roll back that with it. So <laughs> That's what I'm talking about. Shout out to everybody who listens live, including uh Biggs. Sometimes I can't pronounce what y'all say, but you know what it is. Biggs, great show. Thank you guys so much. We appreciate you for listening in. I'll be back the Monday after next. If you want to catch me, don't forget my next big thing. First off, I'm on Keep Your Distance this Friday, which will be the next day if you listen on Thursday, tomorrow. So make sure you go get the tickets. Please, 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 big ups. Please, please, please. I need you to go to Keep Your Distance. Get the tickets. It was She was in the front. She was in the front. And it was a good show from beginning to end. So I am so thankful. Shout out to Kevin on stage. Truly a class act for the way that he treats everyone and putting us on. So we appreciate that. August 31st, Detroit House of Comedy. I need you guys. The tickets will be up soon. I just talked to them. I need you guys to go get tickets for that. T-Barb and Friends, we're going to be doing every last Wednesday of the month. They gave me a night, y'all. So we're going to be in a bit. Hold on, give myself something. Yeah, give it to yourself now. Lil Harvey, shout out to Ronnie Chanel, who has identified me as an overuser of overuser of sound effects. That's what it is. <laughs> so that's what it is. It's your girl, comedian T Barb. I am T Barb. Also, retired hood rat mornings, both on uh, Instagram and then comedian T Barb on TikTok. If I don't get in trouble again, because I stay on trouble on there. Thank you guys so much. Give it up for our guests one more time. And uh, we out, Mitches, because I think somebody else coming up next. <laughs> it's free. Bye, y'all. <laughs>